Hey, what's up all the people out there in podcast land? Welcome to the Big Life Podcast where together we explore the great big life that God has for us. Hey guys, we're back and I am so excited to be back with you, continue a conversation with the most amazing person on the planet, my wife, Rachel. And so, Rachel, what's up? How are you doing? Are you ready to do this? I was born ready to do this. Wow, no, you were actually born independent from God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, it's too serious, too fast. Um, so, hey, I'm, I'm really excited. We, we had a really uh, powerful conversation on the last episode, and I'm glad we get to continue that conversation because I think it is such a necessary message uh, in the church, and I know it is necessary in my life, and I hope that it uh, it, it blesses you guys. And before we dive in, uh, we want to have some more fun. I got to ask Rachel some questions last time, and so she didn't think that uh, that was fair that I got to ask her questions, but she didn't get to ask me any questions. So, uh, you know, all I ever do is talk a lot, and so maybe we'll find out a, a little bit of stuff about me. So, uh, what, what you got, Ray Ray? All what right, you here got? we go. Here we all go. Right, come on. How old were you when you had your first celebrity crush, and who was it? Oh, my God. Celebrity crush. Oh, oh Lord Jesus. Like as a child, not like... Oh, oh, not as an adult. Okay, as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a child, I'm, I'm saying, I don't know what year it was, early 90s. Helen Hunt oh my Twister. Gosh. Help me, Jesus. I still get a little flushed when I think about it. Lord Jesus. Wow. He- Helen a, Hunt in Twister. That's a good movie. Whew. Lord Jesus. All right. I, don't, All right. I gotta that calm I down. What she looks I gotta like. Calm but... down. Are you okay. kidding me? I can think about it right now. What what is one thing that can instantly make your day better? I would say Helen Hunt and <laughs> Twister. <laughs> oh. But really. Oh, oh, but really, um, I would say coming home for lunch and seeing your beautiful face. Oh, wow. Do you have any pet peeves? Pet peeves? You telling me how to drive. Ooh, we we might get in a fight right here, right now. Oh, Jesus. Look out. Uh, Okay. When you were a kid, did you eat the crust on your sandwich or not? I wouldn't even be friends with somebody who wouldn't eat the crust on their sandwich. I don't even it? understand that. Like, I would eat the crust from the other <laughs> kids' sandwiches. Did you want your sandwich like cut in triangles, regular? I just wanted my sandwich in my mouth. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, yeah, I am not that kind of kid. Wow. Okay. Ideally, how would you spend your birthday? Birthday? Um, I don't know. Doing something fun. Well, that's vague. Like with the family. Like what? I don't know. Like at home or go No, somewhere? like going out. Like go out to eat, dinner, maybe Where like at? go away with you, like have some fun with the kids okay. and then go like on a trip or something. That's okay, nice. I'm kind of actually interested in this because I don't know the answer. Oh, so you weren't actually interested in the other ones. Okay. Well, I've, <laughs> no, I feel like I already knew the answer to several of those. What do you do on your commute to and from work? Mm, I make phone calls. I, um, I listen to music and I listen to podcasts. Which one? The Big Life? No, I do not listen to my own <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, one more question? Mm-hmm. All right. What's the best joke you've ever heard? Best joke I've ever heard? Um, that's season okay. Like, I'm not good. Yeah, that one that you always tell, like, at funerals and stuff. Oh, the ugly people yeah. one? Yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah, tell it. No, um, 
That's not your favorite joke? I can't even think of it right now. No, I'm thinking of the funny church joke that I tell sometimes. That one's too long. How many, no, how many, uh, uh, how many, how many charismatics does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. A hundred. One to change the bulb and 99 to cast out the spirit of darkness. But How many Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? I know the answer. None. They don't change. Okay. Oh! Okay. I'm just kidding. If you're Baptist, I love Baptist you. If you're Baptist, I love you. I'm just, it's just, just, just a joke. It's just, it's, it's, it was a burn on both, right? Okay, you know that's I mean? true. It's a burn it on a both. Burn, burn. Burn Christian on both. burn. Christian burn. Here we go. All right. Well, that's it. That's all the questions. Okay, that was fun. Cool. So, hey, we're going to continue the conversation uh, that we had last week about the Forgotten Church. The Who is the Forgotten Church? It's this group of people that uh, has, has listened to this gospel that good is the goal, beha- good behavior, um, you know, being that perfect church person, and and then we t- we I, I don't I don't want to re-preach the whole last episode. If you did not listen to the first episode, the Forgotten Church, please go listen to it before you listen to uh, this episode because it was really good. It's real foundational to the idea of what we're talking about. But Rachel literally typifies this uh, person this group of people that I'm talking about and her testimony is um, it's being that group of people, the forgotten church, the ones who did all the right things yet. They're still bitter, still frustrated, still tired. Um, And so we talked about all that in the last episode. And so I want to just jump right in to talk about, we kind of left off on, you know, what were some of the frustrations that, that led you to some of the truth that you are now living and walking in and, and talking about, um, you know, in this, you know, in this episode, in these episodes. So, uh, what, what was it that, that got you from being this good church kid, right? The pastor's kid, the girl born and raised like John the Baptist filled with the Holy ghost in the womb, Rachel Hill, only sin she ever committed was stealing her brother's red hots, (laughs) Like what took you from, from being that good Christian girl to, uh, being a true daughter? I mean, I mean, a true follower, uh, intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, because I, like I said, the last episode, I've had a front row seat to watch this and you literally are not the same person that, uh, that I married, that I met whenever we were teenagers and that we raised our kids you know, through, you know, I mean, this is, this is still pretty fresh in our lives and I want it to always be fresh. You know, I want this to be fresh when we're 80. Yeah. Cause it's a journey. It's a journey. It's not a destination. You talked about that, but I I just want to talk about this. This would be fun. And I think it'll help people kind of identify some of their own difficulty that they're having. Um, because even though you weren't out there, you know, you know, robbing people and, and cussing, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and and cheating and sleeping around and and doing stuff or at least I hope you weren't um <laughs> you you know like you still were discovering that you were deeply disturbed individual I like that you were a deeply disturbed individual <laughs> Rachel and so I knew it your kids knew it we were just excited when you found out so yes um so so what were some of those events, some of those frustrations that led you to the truth that you are now discovering and walking in. Yeah. And kind of how I look at it is like led me to the end of 
myself or mm-hmm. the way that I was, you know, living this Christian life. Um, we were, yeah, we were talking about several things that kind of, I went through kind of like last ditch efforts to try to salvage whatever, you know, I thought whatever life was as I knew it to try to make my life, uh, be happy or, or, or be what I thought that it should be. Um, and you know, we, I talked a little bit in the last episode about like being a perfectionist performance based, you know, I've always been the kind of person I'm like, give me a list and I will accomplish it. Mm. So, um, just don't let her fool you. She's five, (laughs) two. I won't tell you how much she weighs. (laughs) Let me tell you something. She is meaner than five miles. She's tougher than five miles of dirt road. Come and, on, somebody. And can be meaner as well. But so, some things that I did. <laughs> I didn't mean to say mean. I meant to say tough. No, it's true. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to pretend. Don't anyway, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, uh, one thing that I did, I think, uh, as I was growing more and more frustrated with my life and the way that things were going, was, um, you know, it was kind of something I did on the outside because. I didn't like how things were on the inside. So as a reflection of that on the outside, I started I started going through our home and I, I did a we call it the Great Purge of twenty sixteen. We're the, not sure if it's twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, but yes. it was a great purge uh, of our home. And so what I did was I went through our home drawer by drawer, closet by closet, and I cleaned everything out. Um, I, you know, threw away so many bags of trash. I, it wasn't all trash. It wasn't all trash. Yeah, we took some lots of it. Was of it. Just like we donated nece- everyday necessities. <laughs> <laughs> some people may think that I, you know, kind of went too far on my quest, but, um, you, you know, it's really symbolic. If it, it's funny what I did, you know, looking back, like I literally, we didn't have much left when I got finished, but I was That's trying desperately to clean out our home and make it perfectly clean and organized. Everything's in the right spot. And I think that like subliminally on the inside, I thought if, if everything in my home is in order, then maybe on the inside, I'm going to oh, start wow. feeling in order. You know? So like, yeah. So from, from my point of view, whenever the great purge and, and from the kid's point of view, like, you, you know, you know, when somebody is like really just kind of losing it, but you're just like, you know, I think I'm just going to do what they're asking <laughs> us to do. Like me and the kids, we could tell like something. This, this wasn't just like, Hey, let's clean up a little. No, this was like, you were about to lose your mind. Yes. And I think we knew it. And so I just, I just said, yes, dear. <laughs> Whenever you kept having truckloads. Of yeah. Stuff so every day off. Colby would leave for work and there would be like 10 bags, you know, Five would be for donating and five would be for, you know, take these to the dumpster. It was just, it It was was, intense. It was intense. It really was. And we do have things in our home. We're still pretty minimalist. Um, Yeah, we haven't recovered. It's 2020. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't fully recovered. So that was one thing that I did. Um, Another thing that I did in hopes to uh, just be a better person, you know, how can I be the best I can be? Uh, one thing that I did, and, and Colby's preached about this before, but uh, I had a problem with yelling uh, at my kids or at my husband. Like when I would, whenever you're balancing on top of the pinnacle of, you know, the destination of Go listen you, to the first episode to know what she's talking when about. When you're trying to stay balanced on perfection, there's a lot of tension and you find yourself living at a place where if a little tiny thing happens, 
you know, it doesn't take much to send you over the edge. And so, you know, not much would happen. And I would find myself yelling at my kids or, or yelling at my husband. And, and I knew that that was wrong and I wanted to stop. And so somebody on social media had this thing called the orange rhino challenge. It was mm. a little orange rhinoceros. And I actually bought one. It was a little keychain. I kept it on my keychain. And supposedly, <laughs> you know, you look at this orange rhino and that's going to help you remember not to yell at your mm. loved ones. And it ended up becoming a joke in our home because, like, I would scream at my kids and then they would be like, I guess the orange rhino. There was even a magnet on our refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. I went all out with the orange rhino. Yes. Like. And uh, I just couldn't do it. I, I kept I continued to fail. You know, and I know these are funny examples, but I think they're really important to share because like it was like you said at the beginning, it was you coming to the these are like the last ditch effort. Yes. You know what I mean? The last stand of Rachel Hill in, you know, either I'm going to do this myself or I might lose it. Yeah, and you know, I would hear people say, like, don't do this life in your own strength, do it in God's strength. And I'd be like, I think I am doing it in God's strength. I don't know. So if you're out there and you don't know, just keep seeking him. I yeah. mean, because I know how it feels to hear people talking like this and be like, I know that I love God. And I hear you saying, don't do this in your own strength. But I don't know if I'm doing it in my own strength. Now, looking back, I can see these things and that I was doing these in my own strength. And it's easy for me to see now because, I mean, I was miserable. I was frustrated. I was just in a never-ending cycle of um, frustration. Uh, another thing that was leading me to the end was homeschooling our children. Um, mm. I think, you know homeschooling your children, it's a huge commitment and it's an honor to me now. I am so now, thankful like and grateful for the opportunity and how God has led me um, into this journey of homeschooling. But it's definitely something that God used to help bring me to the end of myself. You know, the main thing was I expected my kids to be perfect because I had put an expectation on myself to be perfect. So if they failed, then that means that I was a failure. Oh so my, my kids are a reflection of me. So in say my that, you got to say that again because there's people listening. I'm telling you. What? That if, yes. if my kids, kids fail, we do this, that means yeah. I'm a failure. Yeah. And so I'm like putting all this pressure on them to perform, to do all the things that I'm mad about doing. I'm expecting those things from my kids. Oh my And Lord then Jesus. when they're not living up. I'm frustrated because maybe they make me look bad or, you know, they have to be smart enough. They have to just, it's just a whole thing. And, um, when I was, you know, I was failing at, at all of these things that I was doing and I would feel devastated when I wasn't perfect or when I wasn't performing in the way that I not only expected myself, but also expected other people, mm -hmm. you know, um, living this way, it caused me to be highly critical of other people. Um, I had no grace for others. And the problem with that is that when you have no grace for others to make a mistake, you know, you don't allow any, or I didn't allow other people to make a mistake. I would just be like, oh, that's so, you know, what's wrong with them? Well, then I couldn't make a mistake. So Again, you're, I was living under so much pressure of having to perform and be perfect because I had no grace for others. So there was certainly no grace for me. Mm. Um, and so 
the the shame that I felt for myself of all of these ways that I was failing, it just, it, it turned into pride and, and that turned into expecting other people to live up to something that I couldn't even live up to myself. You know, uh, one of my favorite verses about this is in Romans chapter two, you know, how, how it talks about like when we're critical of others, that it's just, it's such a deflection. Like yeah. it is such a facade because it, it says in the Amplified that we habitually practice the very same things. And it's not that like it's the exact same things, but it's it's sin and which is all the same, you know, it's independence from him. And and what I love about what what God is what I love about you sharing this is because like the church was okay with who you were, mm-hmm. right? Good Rachel. They were okay with, 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 you know, you not having done all the bad stuff and gone through all the horrible things. But like what, what I just am hearing is like God's love for Rachel Hill. Mm-hmm. Like he is like, I see straight through all of her goodness. Yes. And I want her for myself. I'm coming after her. So he, all of a sudden he begins to allow you know, this like time released frustration and, and difficulty in your life. And it doesn't look like everybody else's difficulty, you know, for, for other people, it might be, I went to jail or I finally got that, you know, that consequence or that my spouse finally left. And that, that was their aha moment. But for you, it's like having to figure out that like, you're actually not perfect. Mm-hmm. and and him leading you down that road. I just love it. God's custom road for each one of us to get to him yeah. because he is the goal for the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Yeah, and even if those things were acceptable, like considered acceptable to other people, the point is I was miserable. Mm. And so I'm not living like the great big life that God has for me. I am not living in freedom at that time. I was living completely bound uh, by the own parameters that I had set for myself, wow. you know, to live in. So powerful. And, you know, uh, I would be devastated when I would fail. Um, I have, you know, a few things that I can remember doing that they're funny looking Because you only back. failed a few times. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that scripture you talked about, you do the things that you, habi- you habitually do, the things that you criticize. Yes. It's crazy how God will start to... Re- I remember I would hear that scripture and I'd be like, no, that's not true. Mm-mm. That's not true for me. I'm not like them. Yeah, I'm not like them. Uh-uh, I don't do what they do. And I could tell you so many stories now of where God has literally shown me how I am have been exactly. Not even like... Not oh, even like metaphorically. No, just exactly <laughs> the same as how I have criticized and judged others wow. and how they have treated me. I have literally done the yes, exact I've same thing. Yes, I've had those same experiences. But only He can show you that. And He will as you stay with them. And, and it's not something that we have to dread like no we can because it leads to freedom yeah you know and and we don't have to you know it's not this horrible thing to find something out about ourselves it's this awesome it's god's love and goodness yeah and that's leading you closer to him so it's nothing to be ashamed of like the more god keeps showing me the closer i'm getting to him um one devastating thing that happened to me uh 
as I was coming to the end of this place was uh, I was sending a, a text message one day. I was, I was frustrated about some things that were going on at the church and, and filling ministry spots. Shout out to anybody who schedules on Planning Center. You know what I'm talking about. Hit that, you know, getting those declines or just, you know, ignoring the uh, the request. I feel like we need a whole nother podcast just for like planning center. Yeah, just for planning center. To minister. They're the forgotten church. Oh my God. <laughs> Schedulers on planning center. If you center. don't know what we're talking about, it's okay. It's church scheduling. Yes, but... it's church scheduling. It's glorious. Yes. But anyway, I had been frustrated about something that was going on. And so I, I had been texting Colby, but I was running around the house, getting ready to pack up and leave, take the kids to dance. And um, so I sent a text about someone, and I meant to send it to Colby, but instead was I... Was it a nice text? Like, you know, I just really love this no, person. I was so grateful for them. No, Is that what the text was? No, it was not. It was no. not a kind text. And so... So you were talking bad about talking somebody. Talking bad about to someone. Me. Yeah, to Colby. But instead, I texted it to that person because I was thinking their name. Oh. So I sent the text to that person oh. about them. And it included their name in the text as like, well. Like, so-and-so is such a dirty dog, and I wish that they would just, like... Press accept on Planning Center. They're such a loser. Yeah. Oh, no. So... I, oh, my and God. It, yeah, it happened, like, I'm getting in the car. Come on, shout out if you have ever done something <laughs> like this before. Y'all, it was a rough, it was a rough time. I had like a 30 minute drive and I like sobbed the entire way. And I wish I could say that I was crying because I felt bad about what I did. And maybe I did feel bad about it. I'm sure I did. But I was crying more, honestly, because this person would know that I wasn't perfect. Oh, they would have. You, you got knocked off the pinnacle yeah you, like you were knocked off the mountaintop i just ultimately failed and there was no way for me to talk my way around it so oh. it was just like yeah i just did that it, it was in writing it was in writing you, and you signed it like it, you yeah. failed in writing like notarized failure yes this is and you couldn't there's there was there there was no way to be like but i didn't really mean it that no 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 it's no. just no it said what it said just, it said what it said and you know Wow. I was I was completely devastated. I mean, but I was more devastated than like normally maybe someone would be. I mean, yes, it is devastating, but like the 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 place that I went with that was like whoa. You know, God was he was just using that, you know, as a way to to break down the things that had been working for me in my life that were apart from him. Another funny thing that happened. Now this was a little before. This was a few years before, but I feel like that should have been enough. That should have been enough? The text message, that wasn't enough? You don't want to tell me. Oh, honey. Honey, this. So you continue on? <laughs> I should have ended with the text message because I was oh. getting close to, but I'm just sharing failures that I've had that just to try to give you an example of. Oh, know. somebody ought to just stop and shout hallelujah if you have ever just embarrassed yourself in front of the whole world. Okay, yes. go ahead. Okay, so we, I'm in charge of a lot of the special services that we do at our church, you know, Christmas, Easter, you know, all of these special things that we do. And one year we were going to read this story and it was all about how what God wants for Christmas is you. And so we had these cool little jewelry boxes and we were going to put mirrors in all of them. 
and pass one out to everybody. And at the end of the story, they're supposed to open the box and look into it and see what does God want for Christmas? And they see a picture of themselves. That's so neat. Yeah, it was going to be really special, you know. But what happened at the end of the service is someone had someone who got this prepared, they let me know. They were like, hey, these boxes have mirrors. These don't. We didn't need these. You know, these were extra. So the ones in this basket, don't use those. Yeah, we ordered like 500 boxes yeah. in bulk. Yeah, we had way cheaper. too many boxes. So there were some with mirrors, and then we had extras. That yeah, but what had happened was... Mm. All those boxes somehow, they just kind of got all mixed up. And this isn't just like any Sunday. This, this is, is Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> this is like Super Bowl Sunday for the church. Yeah, and so whoever, it's Pastor or Pastor Jan gets finished with the uh, with the story. And she says, now open up to see what God wants for Christmas. <laughs> and it's just an empty box. And no they, mirror. Yeah, and they even had the cotton thing in it that you put the jewelry on. Oh, it was no. like, yeah, it was just. I remember that was. It was a fail. It was a fail. And I was devastated. And people were laughing. Oh, yeah. People were like... Having a good time with it. Yeah. But I'm over here like, what? life is not even worth living anymore. You know? It's just like, I'm done. Oh, wow. I have failed. Do you want to do the bologna sandwich? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> How much time we have? We can do it. Yeah, Rachel failed a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, no, well, no, well, no bologna sandwich. No bologna okay, sandwich. We'll, we'll tell the bologna sandwich another time. Y'all just ask her about the bologna sandwich. I mean, so the basic thing, the basic point is that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't be good enough. I could never be good enough. In what big picture. Okay. Like, I want people to get big picture here because I don't want them to lose sight of, and I, I hope they still can remember the first episode and what we're talking about, is there's this group of people that, that were, were preaching, you know, do good, be good, behave well, stop sinning and doing all these bad things. And then people do. And so they flip over, you know, into this, this good performance life, destination Christianity. They're teetering on the top of the mountain. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we have to find out in the most devastating ways to us that, you know, that, that this isn't a performance, you know, that we yeah. can't earn his love we're not any more valuable because of what we do or don't do. Um, and so so that's why this gospel, the false, the false gospel, like it's got to go because it is letting people down. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm thinking it's not just that I had to be perfect for myself or for other people, but really like that's how I viewed God. Mm. I thought... God's not going to love me as much if I'm not living up to these things. So when I say no matter how hard I tried, I could never be good enough. Like I could never read my Bible enough. I could never pray enough. I never, I was never doing enough. And I always felt like I was letting God down. And so it wasn't just like perfectionism, like yes, the tension and the frustration of being on that pinnacle, but also feeling like I'm not even a good Christian. Like, I'm but not. Rachel, like, I would have looked at you, and I know people looked at you, and they would have thought, like, she's living the big Christian life. And now I'm, you know, what you're saying. And, and I thought I was, too. I was like, this, I guess I was kind of like, man, if this is what it's all about, this is not that fun. That's what I was coming to a point of. Wow. And, you know, when I was frustrated, too, I was getting to a point, maybe you've heard your own self say this, uh, this is when I was really coming to the end. Everyone was frustrating me. So if you're frustrated with a lot of people around you, um, that's a that's an indicator that, that God is trying to show you something. But I would 
say things like, man, if ever, if these people would just change, my life would be fine. Yeah. Or, you know, all of these people are frustrating me, you know. And um, so whenever I was coming to an end of, of myself and finally through Colby, you know, Colby went through a mentoring process with Nancy McCrady and I saw his life change um, totally and completely. And so I started becoming interested and, and I actually began going to mentoring in uh, October or summer of 2017. And uh, when I went to mentoring, when I first started, you know, that's some of the stuff I was telling Pastor Nancy was, you know, if it's if these people would just change, my life would be fine. You know, I was like, hey, I'm really frustrated. I can see these patterns in my life, but it's all of these people that they're the problem. And she told me a couple of things that I just want to share um, that really bothered me at the time, but now I know them as truth for my life. One of them is... The opposite of my problem is not my solution. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so whenever I told her, you know, all of these things that these people are doing that's frustrating me, um, that's one of the things she said to me in love, uh, but still I was like... Because we all fantasize about the opposite of the problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, if they, if, if they if, stop doing this... Then whatever. If I don't have to live here... Then yeah, you know, then everything would be better if if I got that job, everything the opposite of the problem would would fix everything. That's so powerful. And then the second thing that I wanted to share that she told me is that God won't fix someone else to fix me. So God's not going to fix someone somebody else in order to fix me. And so that was the beginning of me going on a journey with God and uh, finding out that there were things that he wanted to do in me. And um, at the time, I saw it as, like I said, all these other people, if they would just change, you know, God, please, I would pray fervently, <laughs> you know, for other people to change. And then whenever <laughs> she told me these two things, I was like, that's not what I wanted to hear. Uh. But it started me on a journey with God to freedom and knowing that uh, that God wanted to do a great work in me, and He's still doing it now. So I just want to I want to stop right there uh, because we we've talked about you know your testimony and here you are this good Christian girl, but you know the in this episode we've talked about these frustrations that you've had and these these you know epic failures. Uh, that you've had and but I love it that we're here we are you know it's led up to this uh, these frustrations and disappointment and these failures have led you to the beginning of you know this this process with God and so here we are in 20 you know early 2017 and you're you're beginning to uh, say okay you know maybe I'm not okay yeah you know maybe you know you're you're watching what God's doing in my life you're, you're, you're experiencing your own frustrations. Like maybe I'm not living the big life. And honestly, I was at a point where I was like, I, I knew I wasn't okay. I mean, I, I was like, I, if I don't do something, I don't know if I'm going to keep, I, I felt like maybe I might have a nervous breakdown or just, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't keep doing things the way I was doing them. So, so, but I don't want to just stop there. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mean for this to be a cliffhanger, but, uh, I, I, I do want to, take this, you know, for one more episode and, uh, continue the conversation and talk about, um, uh, 
what was that aha moment for you whenever you finally realized that, you know, you had literally been doing Christianity wrong. Yeah. Um, and that the church may have forgotten about you, but that God had not forgotten about you. Yeah, that's And so you discovered the real gospel, you know, the gospel of Jesus that, that says, you know, that we're all born fundamentally jacked up because we're born apart from him. And when we're born again, it's not to become good or well-behaved. It's to have intimate fellowship with him. It's, it's a Philippians 3.10, to know yes. him and the power of his resurrection, fellowship of his sufferings. And so... Oh, so you didn't uh, cross that out anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't, you ain't gotta, we got to remind people about that. <laughs> so I do want to continue this. One more conversation. Uh, maybe. Maybe it'll be more. But uh, because it's so powerful. Your story, your testimony is so powerful. And I'm glad you're finally telling it. And I know that in the years to come, it is going to be uh, a, a incredible tool in the hand of God that he uses. So um, we're going to continue this conversation in the next episode. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining Rachel and I, and I am so glad to have her on here. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, like this, share this, share it on social media. Uh, we love you guys so much, and we will see y'all next time. Y'all go, to, go on Rachel's page. Give her a shout-out. Tell her what God is showing you through uh, this podcast. We love you guys. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Big Life Podcast. For more information about Colby, visit colbyhill.com or follow him on social media. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore the great big life God has for us.